Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. continues to speculate about the mark of the beast. He's confident, using passages from Daniel and Revelation, that the mark will come in the form of a pharmaceutical. Join him today as he continues to shine the light on what's coming as Jesus' return draws nearer. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 2nd, 2021. If you're full of fear, you can't be full of faith. It's one or the other. It's then and only then that we can remain steadfast in our faith in the face of unspeakable evil. Evil, by the way, that was pre-planned by man and is now being perpetrated on man. If you'll kindly allow me to, I need to show you evidence of said plan, pre-planned many years ago. Pictured here is an October 2017 publication, 2017, from the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, bearing the title, SPARS Pandemic, 2025 to 2028, a futuristic scenario for public health risk communications. The preface, very telling. It lays out a social media scenario with the heading, Possible Future in 2025, the Echo Chamber. Listen to these quotes. Ultimately, a world comprised of isolated and highly fragmented communities with widespread access to information technology dubbed the echo chamber was selected as the future in which the prospective scenario would take place. In the year 2025, the world has become simultaneously more connected, yet more divided. However, many have chosen to self-restrict the sources they turn to for information, often electing to interact only with those with whom they agree. 
This trend has increasingly isolated cliques from one another, making communication across and between these groups more and more difficult. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and other public health agencies have increasingly adopted a diverse range of social media technologies, including long-existing platforms such as Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter, as well as emerging platforms like ZapQ, a platform that enables users to aggregate and archive selected media content from other platforms and communicate with cloud-based social groups based on common interests and current events. (laughs) 2017. When you get to chapter one, titled, The Spars Outbreak Begins. They state, and I quote, In mid-October 2025, three deaths were reported among members of the First Baptist Church of St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, how convenient. Two of the church members had recently returned from a missionary trip to the Philippines. The third was the mother of a church member who had also traveled to the Philippines with the church group. Are you with me on this? Are you hearing this? We're going to control the narrative on social media. We're actually going to tag everything you post, and we're going to fact check, and we're going to censor and silence. Why? Because of the lie. And so we're going to redirect social media to the narrative that we want you to believe. That's what this is. And that's what they're doing. And this is a script. And it's happening exactly like they planned it to happen. When you get to the end of the chapter, They have a section titled, Communication Dilemma. And they pose the following questions. Number one, how can health authorities best meet public demands for critical information, such as, what is the health threat? And what do I know about it when the crisis is still unfolding and not all the facts are known? Number two, what benefits does monitoring trends in social media, stop right there, monitoring? (laughs) You're not just monitoring, you're scrubbing, you're silencing, you're censoring, you're removing social media posting. 
What benefits does monitoring trends in social media postings confer on efforts to meet people's information needs during an evolving health crisis? 2017, what were you doing in 2017? Yeah, the whole year. What were you doing the whole year in 2017? This is what they were doing, and this is what they were planning. Number three, What medical and morale-boosting purposes does sharing information about self-protective actions serve for the public during an uncertain and fear-instilling situation? It's important to note that this was published subsequent to Scenarios for the Future of Technology and International Development, from none other than the Rockefeller Foundation and Global Business Network seven years prior, back in May of 2010. In this future scenario, they simulate a global pandemic, 2010, stating, and I quote, in 2012, the pandemic that the world had been anticipating for years finally hit. We were anticipating? Oh yeah. You know why? Because we pre-programmed this into all the movies you flocked to the theaters to watch. We pre-programmed it in your kids' cartoons when you shoved them in front of the TV. And we started doing this ah, long time ago. We, we actually programmed you to anticipate what we were going to do to you. Have a nice afternoon. This reads again like a movie script, because it is. And when you get to the chapter titled Lockstep, a world of tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback, you would think that you were watching the news in May of 2021, 11 years later. Because it's exactly what's happened down to the face masks and the social distancing and the travel restrictions and the lockdowns and the surveillance and the digital biometric IDs. It's all here. It's all here. That's their plan. That's their plan. Okay, I'm going to try to not have an asthma attack right now. If I start wheezing, you'll know. (laughs) Get my rescue inhaler. (laughs) That was seven years prior, in 2010. Two years later, we've talked about this as well, 2019. The aforementioned Johns Hopkins, along with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, conducted Event 201, which was a high-level pandemic exercise simulating a global outbreak, modeling what they called a fictional coronavirus. Now, October 2019, hmm, 
And then it happened, uh, what, a couple months later? If this weren't bad enough, on July 9th of this year, this is my birthday, happy birthday to me. (laughs) The World Economic Forum for my birthday (laughs) will stage their annual cyber attack exercise as it continues to prep for a potential cyber pandemic that founder Klaus Schwab says will be worse than the current global crisis. Oh, thanks for the heads up. So this is what you got planned. So you got the SPARS pandemic. What a coincidence. (laughs) 2025, 2028, that's interesting by itself. And then uh, July 2021, you're going to simulate a cyber pandemic? Well, let's see, this is May, June, I got a couple months. So this is going to happen this year, 2021. 20 years ago, in June of the year 2001. Did you know that they had a planned exercise called Operation Dark Winter? Do you know what it was? It was a simulation of a bioterrorist smallpox virus attack. 2001. More specifically, the U.S. government's response using military force. It should be noted that on the cover it states, this is the property of Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Center for Strategic and International Studies. Here's a quote from page 8. Each and every one of the 3.5 million citizens of Oklahoma will receive the smallpox vaccine in the next 72 hours. I think it's important we reassure people that the government is going to take care of them. (laughs) Wow. This is from page 28. Before committing U.S. troops, the President must issue a proclamation for rebellious citizens to disperse, cease, and desist. Martial law depends for its justification upon public necessity. Necessity gives rise to its creation. Necessity justifies its exercise, and necessity limits its duration. The extent of the military force used and the actual measures taken consequently will depend upon the actual threat, listen, to order and public safety, which exists at the time. The president normally announces his decision by a proclamation which should detail the substance of the martial rule. Listen to this quote from page 32. Situation briefing, status of epidemic, 
Slide six. Dangerous misinformation in some media. Reports of good vaccine, bad vaccine. And get this, quoting, hate speech targeting certain ethnic groups. How did they know? Because they planned it, and then they executed the plan. That's how. Here's what we're going to do. And we did it. You know what I find interesting? Is this veiled mention of social media as, quote, dangerous misinformation in some media. Oh, how did they know? I mean, neither social media nor their propaganda of misinformation existed in 2001. And it's evidenced by this future marketing website showing a timeline of the history of social media. YouTube did not come until 2005, four years later. Facebook was not open to the public until 2006, five years later. Twitter followed as well. And again, all of them were four, five years after Operation Dark Winter, which was two months approximately before 9-11. Hmm. You know what's not talked about very much? Is the anthrax that ensued. Do you know what that was about? That was about everything that is happening now. Here's where I'm going with all this. The common denominator is that they're all pre-planned plans to manufacture a crisis. It's textbook Hegelian dialectic. First, create the crisis, then control the reaction. I think it was Lenin who was quoted as saying, the only way to control the opposition is to lead it. So, create the crisis, control the opposition, then execute the pre-planned final solution. The problem is that said final solution is the demonic deception that God in His Word has detailed for us in the pages of Bible prophecy. I'd like to draw your attention to Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. This is the prophecy concerning Babylon, and it comports with Isaiah 14, which was a dual prophecy concerning Babylon then, and yet future prophetically the Babylon in Revelation 17 and 18. It's actually two Babylons. It's commercial Babylon and religious Babylon. 
the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore, for your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived, every nation, by your sorcery. Revelation 9 verse 21. And they did not repent of their murders or their here it is again, sorceries, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Why do I highlight and emphasize sorceries? Because in the original language of the Greek New Testament, the word sorcery is where we get our English word for pharma. It's actually in the Greek pharmakia, where we get pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, so let's, let's revisit now these prophecies concerning the deception of these sorceries. In other words, there will be a deception. All of the nations on earth will be deceived by some pharmaceutical deception. And if you only understood the implications of this, because it carries with it the idea of a magic potion, a poison that was used in ritual witchcraft and satanic magic arts. That's what this is. You know, and the Lord knows my heart on this, I truly believe and I'm becoming increasingly convinced that it will be a pharmaceutical in the form of a vaccine, in some form, that will become the mark of the beast during the seven-year tribulation after the rapture of the church, which has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. Revelation 16.2. This is one of several reasons that I am becoming increasingly convinced that it is a pharmaceutical vaccine in some form. There will be this horrific medical reaction to whatever it is. Revelation 16.2. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. That sounds like a medical reaction to a pharmaceutical to me. Doesn't it sound like that to you too? That's just one. Another reason I believe it is, is because there will come that time, and I believe it's sooner than anyone realizes, where you will not be able to do anything if you have not been vaccinated. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.